Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Escape with Nick and Adam. I'm Nick, going solo for right now. Hopefully we'll have Adam join us fairly soon. Uh, he's going to give us our his Monsters review. Uh, but we got lots to talk about tonight, so uh, let's start here. So Blade loses its director. Big deal. And a lot more bad news for the MCU than good. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, MCU star wants to play a Thundercat. That got my attention. Uh, once again, talk more about Rob Zombie's monsters once Adam gets here. We're going to talk about Andor, latest episode of Andor. I love Stellan Skarsgård. Once again, but we'll get into it. Talk a little bit about House of the Dragons and ask, is anybody even watching Rings of Power? The answer might surprise you, according to one source. A uh, little bit of Blue, Needle, uh, Blue Beetle news. And let's see here. Uh, yeah, got to talk about, hopefully we'll get some other guys on here to talk about uh, modern marketing for movies. I don't understand the trend. I don't understand what they're doing. I don't understand, let's be honest, I don't understand a lot of things in the world, but I do understand marketing a little bit. We'll get into it. But, um, yeah, so... Let's get into some news here. So, yeah, where do we go? Let's go with MovieWeb. So, MovieWeb's a great site. <clears throat> the Blade Star. Uh, Ali reportedly very frustrated with Marvel's process. Script only 90 pages long, plus lost his director. So, that's no good. Uh, so, I'm told that the current Blade script is roughly 90, and this is a tweet from Jeff Snyder. I'm told the current Blade script is roughly 90 pages and features exactly two, got them two, two lackluster action sequences. Uh, I apologize. I'm going to butcher your name, but I'm going to give it my best shot. Mahershala? Mahershala? Uh, is said to be very frustrated with the process. Feige said, is, Feige said to be spread too thin, but hey, that's just what sources are telling me. Don't shoot the messenger. So, uh, New Blade, I think there's a little bit of controversy, not controversy, but a little bit of disappointment that uh, Wesley Snipes was not going to be brought back uh, for the titular role of Blade, even though he is going to be brought back in some capacity, I think for what, Secret Wars? That's rumor. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, uh, more more bad news for Disney, uh, Marvel, and Star Wars, where it's just, they lost another director, and you know, and, and you have your star already unhappy, and it doesn't seem like things even started shooting yet. So, uh, not great. And then let's get into another one. So it looks like Anthony Mackie wants to play. He's 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 planting his flag to play the role of Panthro in Thundercats. So, and I know. The director from uh, Godzilla and King Kong was supposed to get uh, was supposed to have that working. So Captain America star Anthony Mackie plants his flag in the role of Panthro in the Thundercats movie. Uh, Anthony Mackie calls his Thundercats calls Thundercats member Panthro his dream role. This article is by uh, John Fuge and. Anthony Mackie sets its sights on another iconic character set aside. 
character aside from Captain America with a Marvel actor hoping for a role in an upcoming Thundercats live action adaptation. He was speaking with Men's Journal. Mackie declared his love for the 80s animated series, stating that he has planted his flag in the role of Panthro, the gruff, noble, nunchuck wielding warrior. And a quote from him But now, if I could play another superhero, it would be Panther from Thundercats, the blue dude. Yeah, I'm a big Thundercats. Yeah, I'm big on Thundercats. That's one superhero. If they ever make that movie, and I'm, and I'm not him, I'm shutting that uh, bleep down. So, uh, seems, I'm Thundercats is one of my favorite uh, franchises of all time. One of my favorite '80s things from all time. So, oh yeah, there you go, there's Adam. Thundercats. Yeah. Oh, what's going on with Thundercats? Apparently. Anthony Mackie wants to play Panthro, and he's come out publicly and said so. Good. So, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm in the realm of any Thundercats news is good news. That yeah. means there's interest. That means hopefully something's moving forward with it. So, uh, and hopefully it's not a ridiculous uh, thing like they tried to do with Thundercats Roar back in 2011. Because that's just terrible. What the hell was that? Oh, that uh, cartoon. It, the t- there was two cartoons. There was like the one that was okay. It was a little slow. I tried watching it with uh, actually introducing my son to Thundercats that way. That was a little bit short lived. And then there was a terrible uh, adaptation called Thundercats Roar, which is this obnoxious, uh, not obnoxious, just terrible okay. looking cartoon that should not have existed. I uh, Ireland uh, could not be on the show tonight, but she she did say thank you. Uh, but uh, she said another time for sure. But I did find uh, another uh, ironic guest. Okay. Not so much a guest, but an animate object here. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Hey, it looks more like the guy who's going to play him in the movie, so that's fun. Yeah, well, this is what he always looks like, right? So, I mean, the guy looks like Namor, right? Yeah, but not the guy that's going to be playing him in the movie. Oh, it's the guy who looked like in the movie. Have you not seen that pictures? I didn't pay too much attention, man. I'm I'm so concerned about what's going on over at Warner Brothers. I don't worry uh-huh. about I'll pull this for you. All right. So yeah, this so, is just hey, the... I apologize for letting you hang for twenty five minutes, but we were just, you know, chatting. That was a good yeah. Time. I just uh, start. I, I was like, I got to get this thing going, or else it's not going to go. I've just been on for a handful of minutes. But uh, this is, if you can see, there's the guy on the left is what the picture was. What it's going to look like. That's, that's Namor. Well, whatever. I mean, he, he looks more like an Aztec than it, in Atlanta. Let's be honest. Yeah. And, and I know they kind of have to do that because of, uh, well, DC stole the thunder with Aquaman, and he's already the Atlantean, so they've already kind of planted their flag in Atlantis. But just, at the same time, it's like, dude, just just go with it. Everybody will be okay with it. Just stick to the comic books. Just stick to the comic books, please. Just stick to the books, please. Oh, yeah. Three times. Unfortunately, that's such a tall order. They say that, but it's not really that hard. Well, I'm saying that 
laying on a lot of sarcasm. It's a it's a tall order to their detriment too, you know. And wow, I'm looking at this toy, dude. Look at this fucking trident. I really paid attention to this. It's looking pretty good, dude. That looks like a Motu fucking toy. So, uh, all right. So I just kind of went over earlier uh, what you were talking about. I Blade lost its director. I heard. So, yeah. So uh, talked about Anthony Mackie wants to be Panthro. Uh, we're going to get into Munsters later. Uh, you're going to give your view. I want to talk about Andor. I didn't get a chance to watch the entire last episode, but I, I want to absolutely just go because the one particular actor, I'm just like, oh, God, you're so good. You're such a good actor. Like, how are you? Why are you on a Star Wars show? <laughs> why are you on a Star Wars show? At what? You know, just like, oh, geez. Like, you're such a good, like, you're just absolutely killing this role. And I'm so, like, it's a, it's honestly, it's a master class in acting. And I'm just, I'm completely here for it. I'm just like, just, just make, change the name of the show to this guy and let's be done with it. Uh, talk a little bit, a little bit of House of Dragons. Ask, is anybody actually watching and enjoying Rings of Power? I saw it. I saw it. Uh, one article make a very interesting claim uh, in in the House of uh, uh, Rings of Power versus House of Dragon kind of debate, and then they throw in this caveat at the last second. I was like, "All right, calm down." Uh, there is a little bit of blue ne blue beetle news for you for the movie because we were talking about that the other day, and I saw some articles pop up and get into some of the things. Uh, just about some of the marketing in uh, modern movies, like how I don't understand it. I don't understand the idea of modern marketing, marketing in movies. Hey, Jerry, thanks for joining us. Hey there, Jerry. So, um, where we leave off? So, uh, so do you want to get into uh, monsters, or do you want to jump to Andor first? Well, what were you just saying about you don't understand about the marketing? You want to say that for later? Is that what you meant? Yeah, Sorry, I, mean, I misunderstood. We, no, we, we I was double-minded. Um, I, mean, let's well, I don't either. Like, I don't... So, I've come to the conclusion, like, you know how, like, back in the in the glory days of the Hollywood, like, you only heard, like, little snippets, like, the, the access to the actors was very controlled? You know why now? Sure. Because when they can talk and just say anything they want, <laughs> you're just like, yeah. you look like a moron and you just, you should just shut up more often. You should not be allowed to talk freely. You need no, a handler. You, you legitimately need someone to tell you what to say in these interviews when you talk. Because when you talk, you actually push people away from your show that you're trying to, to you know, put up. To promote. Them, to, to promote and yeah. put good publicity out for. So, so who are we talking about here? Oh, let's just talk about Andor. So, uh, okay. let's here if I can. I'm gonna pull up the again. I've only quick. seen the first episode. Oh, it's fine. It, you don't have to see anything, but uh, any of it to get uh, the gist of what this actress is saying. Where? Hey, um, Jerry, love you, brother. Uh, Denise, I think it's Denise Gao or Go. She plays Deidre Miro. And she sat in an interview and basically was just like, um, I'm the smartest person in the room. All the men are stupid. And I just have to deal with 
all these stupid men being stupid all the time. And it's really hard being so awesome while all these other people are stupid. I'm like, realize who the vast majority of Star Wars fans are, right? You're not helping any. No, no one's going, I want to watch more of you. You know, <laughs> I want to watch more of you. You um, are just completely re, you know, reeling me in there with your fantastic uh, interviewing skills there. And who does she play? She plays uh, an Imperial officer that you actually get introduced here in the latest episode. So uh, and don't dragon. don't get me wrong, she's really good. Like I really like her, but like holy geez, like who's like why is no one wrangling or corralling you and saying, "Hey, don't say that. Please don't be dumb." I wonder how come it's not in the contract not to say shit like that. It astounds me that it's not. Or like, hey, um, and well, and. It, 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 and I don't want it to seem like, oh, it's just her. No, it seems like so many, especially if it's a Disney slash Marvel thing, it seems like they can say whatever they want when it pertains to like one particular side of people. And I'm, I'm talking more politically because um, we, we here on The Escape do not talk about politics. We don't talk about any side of politics. You know, we don't back any side. Adam, remember when we were younger? And no. he used to say, I'm not racist. I hate everybody the same. That's how I feel about politics. <laughs> yeah. that's, how I, that's how I feel about politics and politicians. Be like, I don't, I'm not going to go to bat for either side because I can pick, there's so many flaws on each side. So yeah. that being said, we don't talk about politics. We don't go, we don't tell politic lines. We just say how, what we feel and we stick to the stuff that we know, like nerdy stuff like so, um, so that being said, about, when... about, about the politics, though, I must right. say this: we don't like to get involved in politics or telling you how to choose or how to vote. But this November and every November thereafter, when you go to the polls, I urge you to vote for Pedro. We do encourage you to vote. Go out and exercise. No, I your, don't. Uh, your Democrat. I said, fucking vote for Pedro. I, I know don't what you said. Anybody to vote. I'm staying home that day, just so you know. Be a good American. And stay That home being said, <laughs> stay, don't, don't get involved. No, I just, George Carlin opened that up for me. I was like, holy shit, he's right. <laughs> yeah, Anyways, anyway, now we're getting stupidly political. No, uh, no, I'm no. Being now funny. We're, we're, we're done. We're, yeah, yeah no. that's it. I'm just being funny. But that being said, when you start going after a particular set of people who voted a particular way and completely just throwing them away, you're literally throwing away half your audience. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Don't even talk about politics because you know what? Once again, on this show, we like to talk about escapism. That's why we're called the escape. So when we come to Star Wars, we don't want to deal with our politics. We don't want to talk about what's actually going on in our world, especially if you're an American. Uh, I can actually totally defend exactly what you're saying by using myself and this podcast as an example and my recent experiences. So <clears throat> recently I went back to school for the uh, recertification of audio, right? And so there was a little little class we had called like, you know, podcast engineering. It was, it was bigger if you were in person, but we were a small class and we were online. So whatever. And the instructor said, I don't care if you guys cuss. 
drop all the F-bombs you want. I'm the only one who's going to hear this, right? Except for your maybe your friends or family. But do know this. If you do a podcast and you're going to swear, know that you've just cut your audience in half or you've cut a third of your audience away because now you've got a, a specific group of people that cannot listen to it. And so maybe you think, and this is what his point was, maybe you think, oh, well, it's not for kids' ears. But what if an adult is driving a car and if an adult is listening to a podcast, they don't care what their kid wants to hear, but they do care what their kid has to hear. Right. So you can lose audience members by Adam sitting here going, F, 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 oof, 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 oof. So it's not necessarily a good idea. So by bad-mouthing half of the people in the world, you're going to... You're gonna lose some, well, at least in the some points in the country. Anyway, you're gonna lose some points. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you, you immediately should. pick, if you immediately pick one side politically and start bashing the other side, you've, like I said, you've immediately cut your audience in half. And yeah. and that's just the people who actually agree with you. That doesn't mean, and just because those people voted similarly does not mean they even agreed with you. Or guess what? They don't want to hear your crap that you care about. Because they don't want to talk about it. Because when they are sitting down to get interested about the new Star Wars show, they don't care about your political views and how you've worked them into the Star Wars universe. No one wants that. Literally no one wants that. Yeah. I, and it sounds like, I don't know, remember back in the day, well, we weren't even able to vote yet, but it was like you did your shit talking on the field. You didn't talk about politics. You didn't talk about religion. You just went, you voted, uh-huh, mm-hmm, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, right, you know, every couple of years in November, you'd give your neighbor crap about whatever, and but that was the extent of it. And, right. and the right. fact that it's it's almost where, you know, politics is the new religion, especially in the United States. It's like, look, man, there's still older generations – I'll say it might have started, ended with ours and maybe the generation right after. You still don't talk religion and politics in polite society. It never it never goes well. So that's when we talk about, when we hear people talking about this into our shows that we want to watch, please just don't. Please stop. Just talk about the character. Don't We don't need allegory because, well, you, because people are smart. They know what allegory is, even though you, you're like, oh, hey, like in... The rings of power, but hey, we have this person of color. He's an elf now. But what, what's the first thing we do? We put him in chains. It's like, what the hell's the matter with you people? Like, right. <clears throat> well, yeah, well, it was just like a few years ago. I'm, I'm psyched to see the continuation of Supergirl. You know, they've, they've done a somewhat good job. And the next thing you know, like, they're attacking people. They're attacking aliens the same way like people like would attack mutants in the X-Men. And that's never been like a comic book plot nope. ever. Nope. Not even a little. You know? So um, basically, keep the politics out of my Star Wars. Please keep it out of keep it out of my escapism. Please, everybody. We don't need allegory. We don't people are plenty smart enough to see through what you're trying to work into the into our universes and we don't want it um that being said thanks jerry thanks for agreeing with me uh that being said i am uh 
I didn't get a chance to watch the whole episode of Andor. I had a very busy day at work, and I've been very busy. Uh, but I did get a chance to watch a little bit before the show. Adam, and I raved about it earlier, but holy moly, is Stellan Skarsgård stealing the absolute, stealing the crap out of the show. I'll see the rest of the show just for that. He, there is, and I don't want to get into, well, we, all right, I'll get into a little bit. So we actually get to get to the point. We get to, hey, this is what we're doing, you know, and it's, uh, you, you get a little bit of, this is what we're doing. A little bit of Ocean's Eleven. A little bit of you know, it, it's it's a heist. I'll get. I'll, I'll say. I'll say it. it's a heist. It's <laughs> it's fine. You son but, of a bitch! I mean, yes, yeah, exactly. That's that's a, that's that's essentially what what this uh, the, the perfect meme for this. Um, but Stellan Skarsgård, he's a he's a spy. Jerry, it's if you like the first episode, it just gets better. It it does. It just it ramps up. It it just gets. better. Hey, folks! This is high praise. This is let's take a moment here. Like, well, and, and hey, I, and I've said picked, it. You picked apart some shit and some Star Wars stuff recently this year, where I was like, oh, "Fuck, he's right." Uh, so, like, this is. I'm listening. No, I, and it's it. It sounds like a more. It sounds uh, better than I mean it to be. This is behind the Mandalorian. This is the best thing that Star Wars Disney has produced. At least Disney Plus shows. That sounds like a more praise than it is. Still on the we'll we'll see how it works out because, like I said, you have dumbasses saying dumb things about the show that have no business being there. But the show's good so far. And uh, Adam, there's a scene where uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Actually, there's a couple scenes. God, he just absolutely kills this episode. Um. But he's a spy, and he's uh, he's uh, visiting Coruscant, and he's he's putting on a, on a disguise, and he's he's putting a ring, he puts a wig on, and you can totally just see him like getting into character for the you know his you know changing mm -hmm. like you know physically changing the personality. I was just like, oh, like, it's just a twenty seconds. I was like, oh, that's just like master. That's a master class where not a not a single word is said. He's just completely changing right in front of you. Like, and I was like, oh, my Man. gosh. So um, and then there's a scene with a new character that we're introduced to uh, because, you know, he's, you know, some of a bitch I'm in Andor's in. And he's basically introduced <laughs> me as like he's uh, talking to the leader of this team and he's trying to sell her on the, hey, you know, they're on the, hey, we've been playing this thing for, for you know, five months. This thing's going down in three days. Like, what do you do? And then he's, you know, yeah, scars are selling her. And then he's talking to her, and she looks down, and he just goes, "Look at me!" Like, like yells at. He's like, you know, she kind of, not that she's acting like a child, but it's one of those scenes where I was like, that had to be improvised because you know she looked down, and he immediately like, you know, snaps at her. He's like, you know, hey, this is freaking serious. Look me in the eyes. Like, there's no time for pouting. This thing's going off three days get your shit together and it was like <laughs> oh my god but just in you know you know she's looking down and he says look at me i was like oh gosh like it was just ugh. nice um and, and uh you know compared to the other stuff it doesn't it's not overdone with cgi and my concern was are they going to make this a star wars show and they really are like uh you know you're on coruscant you get to see you get to 
you get to see Coruscant being Coruscant, just running in the background. And it's just, uh, like, I always loved that I was watching one of the behind-the-scenes things for uh, Battlestar Galactica. And they loved Edward James almost Adama so much because they're like, you know, if he had said all his dialogue, you know, in a scene, and if the director just went, you know, didn't call cut, he was like, he would just go back to running the ship. Like, he's just like, he would just continue on. He's like, I'm the captain. I'm the admiral. I have stuff to go do now. That's and he, awesome. would, he would just go and run the ship, you know? And that's kind of where I just love that. Like, you just get to see Coruscant being Coruscant and running. And, you know, you don't see Jedis and you don't see, you know, stormtroopers. But you actually get to see kind of the business being done in Coruscant. Because that's where all the business, you know, all the, all the uh, you know, the politicians, that's where everything's done. And I was like. It's just very cool to see that you get to see it like in very minute pieces in the prequels, but uh, I, I just love stuff like that. I love storytelling. So, um, you got me, I'm in. You sold yeah, me. Yeah, uh, and it's like, hey, we're we're four episodes in, and just comparing okay, it to four. like, yeah, you know, Rings of Power. It's like we're we're like five or six episodes in. Have no idea where that show's going. It's got, it's just. It is what it is. There's no, but four episodes of Andor. I know who the main players are. I know what the plot is now, and I know what the end game is. You know, and and always, you know, especially if you're coming from the rebel side, and the end game is to do as much damage as we can to the Empire. You know, in this way, you know, and it's just, it's got the whole political intrigue, uh, just all the things I love. Just you know, the the spy. You know, the spy uh, craft, you know, and just the just the drama be going behind the scenes, be like, you know, how you have the heist movies. The you know, the heist is cool, but it's all the drama leading up to the heist and all the planning. You know, and then how slick the people are that execute their their specific jobs. Right, like Ocean's Eleven, where yeah, the heist part's really cool, but the best part is getting the team together and doing all the you know all the all the training getting all the pieces set so that's kind of where they're at that is something to look forward to for this weekend for me it's uh yeah i'm I'm not i'm not necessarily gloviating about the show but like holy crap like just felon scars guard it's just he's just masterful and he's just like completely you know i want to say the the old term like he's just chewing on the scenery, but he is he's just yeah, he's chewing the scenery. I love that too. You know, listen, man. If they if they nailed it, if they made a good one, there's nothing wrong. Give them, give them. The- well, that that's it. I, I was like, hopefully this is you know it. it and I was listening to uh, Critical Drinker earlier. He was doing a live stream and he was talking about it. he's just it just feels different. It compared to the Kenobi and everything else that you know uh, Boba Fett, uh, even the Mandalorian. It just feels different. And it's, I, I have to agree. I think anything that they Mandalorian gets away with more than say uh, Obi Wan would have been allowed to, in this respect that it's so fucking close to Luke, Leia, and Han and Chewie, right? That you like you you don't say should I consider a PG factor here PG thirteen pg factor should i can you better and right. and i don't and i think it's i i've been using this word a lot tonight but i think it's to its detriment that it does that i think 
like the smartest thing Obi-Wan could have done as a show was let go, not even had Leia in there. That should have been a show about Obi-Wan. Um, well, and, and it, it comes out later that it was supposed to be a Luke and Obi-Wan show, which would have made way more sense. Like, there still would have been issues that you would have had to avoid and a lot of pitfalls that you could have fallen into. But the, the Luke and Obi-Wan show uh, makes but, way more sense than a Leia Obi-Wan show. Well, it makes more sense as far as those two and their chemistry and their relationship. It makes no fucking sense to serve the story of the original trilogy. So, in that respect, since you told me that, I'm glad they chose Leia. Because, hey, uh, you don't remember any of those uh, crazy adventures that we went on for six episodes, Luke. Yeah. You right. know, I, I buy it a little more that maybe she doesn't know, but even that's hard to fucking buy. I, I just would have, I, I would have had no problem with the Leia show. Have a Leia show for little girls. Cool. Have fun with that. But there was no, there was no reason to bring uh, Obi Wan into that nonsense. No, sir. No reason. There's no reason to do an Obi Wan show. Not really. There's a big time reason to do an Anakin or a Vader show. Yeah. Not anymore. Not yeah. Not no. But um, House of the Dragon. Uh, well, well if it's okay, we'll save your uh, monster stuff for last. Sure. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So was, um, um we, there 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 is a. Uh, just a one quick toy news thing that we should talk about today. And then we also discussed, um, we, we we're going to talk about uh, premiering Killing Joke tonight. Uh, we talked about it. Uh, if we want to, I don't know if I have the ability to do that. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, but let's let's get through some news real quick. What, uh, what toy news did you want to talk about? I was just happy uh, that uh, they've announced the... Uh, the final figure of the crime syndicate that will oh, that's uh, right. finish Starro. And it's going to be, I don't know who he is, Green Lantern, John Stewart. Power Ring. Is that his name, Power Ring? Yeah, because I posted that on our Instagram. Okay. So, yeah, pick him up, and this show's got a Starro, man. Well, that's a, <laughs> that was such a, uh, I want to call it a bizarre choice, but it kind of was a bizarre choice to, like, yeah, let's do the old uh Starro. <laughs> um well yeah, but I'm glad they did it. It was just I thought, yeah, it was a weird choice to have um what's his name? Bright, Brightwing? What's his name? Power Ring. Power Ring. That's kind of weird. I thought we were gonna see the Johnny Quick, but I'm fine with both. So So how big is Starro actually gonna be then? He's going to be seven inch scale. He might be a little more jumbo, but I don't even think he's going to be jumbo. Yep. There he is. That, that was the, I say, if, if they're going to do a power or a star, I mean, I want, I want to, like you showed off your dark side last show. I was like, that's the star. I want. <laughs> I would imagine it's going to be like that. I mean, I can pull the, they're right over here. I can pull them. I can take a look. Oh, here, I'll go grab them. Hold on. All right. Adam does that. Yeah, Adam showed off the, the dark side. It was a the new 52 dark side, and it's like 18 inches. It's gigantic. It's like this tall. I mean, you can't see the bottom, but it's really tall. <laughs> so I got, here's the the 
McFarland Dark Side. So it's almost like two of like imagine two of these all. Uh, do it's a little it, bit yeah. different style there, but yeah. It's dad's chair. Woo! There he is. Hello? Uh, I was trying to explain uh, to the people how big your, is it new 52 dark side is compared to like the normal dark side? Because that thing is. go get him? Yeah, might as well. Because it's, oh, like it's like two of these. Show the PowerPoint. Uh, hold on. Or I have it. I have it right here. I can share my screen. Yeah, my I, my Microsoft stuff. I'm out of storage, so they won't let me. It's all right. Let's see here. I think I put it in the Bane folder. Okay, so there's the new 52 dark side. Let me pull that up. I hope Adam does PowerPoints for the show. Why not? Right? <laughs> we'll share the entire screen. All right, can you see it? Uh, there it is. So there's the new 52 dark side. That Bane is the same height as Nick's. Uh, yeah, so the Bane Nick's is like, dark side. Yeah, so the Bane's like this side, which, I mean, that's. Almost watches? a ten inch figure, almost like my hand, almost ten inches there. Yeah, it's and a, yeah, that's uh, that's a solid another seven. That's a, that's an eighteen inch figure. I think it's a monster. Yeah, and, and you've seen you've seen the animated movie Justice League War, right? Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that's what that's my favorite. That's what it's from. Yeah. Well, it's not from that specific one. It's from the comic book version. Right. The first six issues of the New Fifty Two Justice League, which are. If you thought that if you thought that Justice League War movie's good, well, if you ever read the books it was based off of, oh brother. So all right. So, anyway. Uh are we, okay, did we stop sharing? Yep. Okay. Yep. So, all right. So one of the things I saw this article and it's like, there's no way they're trying to spin this because let's be honest. Prime is trying to do all the spinning it can possibly do, and this is from CBR. Uh, CBR, uh, James Lynch says, uh, Rings of Power crushes House of Dragon and final streaming debut numbers. And here's the tricky part about the whole streaming thing. It's really hard to get like an actual numbers. Like we, you know how everybody had the Nielsen uh, ratings back in the day. And even those were tough to tell because it was such a kind of a weird, uh, funky metric to, to measure stuff. So, um, as per the Hollywood Reporter, Prime's video new mega budget fantasy epic managed to capture a staggering 1.25 billion watch minutes in the wake of its premiere on September 1st. HBO's Game of Thrones prequel continued to score reasonably well, however, with a total of 781 million minutes watched on its back streaming service. And they go right into the here. One caveat, by the way. Uh, to this metric is that it does not include the audience figures to those watching the series on HBO's traditional television service. <laughs> so it's like, like and ah, it, it be it, you know, Lord of the Rings beat uh, House of the Dragon. It'd be like, yeah, but Prime doesn't have like a regular service that a lot of people watch. watch. Yeah, Amazon Amazon Prime service too, and that that 
Lords of the Ring thing. That's um, you can watch that in Europe. You can't watch HBO Max in Europe because there is no HBO Max in Europe. Yeah, there is no HBO Max in China. It's just here in the United States, and it might be yeah. in Canada. I don't know about Canada. I know for a fact it's not in those other places. So how do you not beat it in a streaming war if you can only if one can only stream yeah. in one country and the other one can stream in just about anywhere they have a fucking light socket? Yeah, it, it's it's they're they're they are grasping at straws trying to make the comparison because let's be honest. There is no comparison. I was talking to a friend earlier. He's like, oh, don't tell me this. I was like, dude, no one cares about this show. And you can just tell because there's zero buzz, zero positive buzz anyway about the show. It was funny. Uh, I was watching a video uh, as versus uh, as from heel versus baby face did a great video because there was all, you know, all this buildup where there are these huge Tokian fans that were they took all these YouTubers that were, you know, quote unquote, token experts. And they, you know, put them in this uh, a round table and they were talking about, oh, how great the series is, this, that and the other. And then he goes back because between, uh, you know, we've talked about the show. Uh, Gary from Neurotic talks about the show. And I'm not trying to mention our names in the same, like we're even comparable as far as anything. I'm just saying that we've covered it. Neurotic uh, covered it. Uh, heel versus baby faces covered it. A lot of uh, YouTubers that we cover very similar things. Those guys obviously have ridiculously huge uh, channels compared to ours. But all these Tokian experts that they brought into this roundtable, they make no content about this show after the show's actually aired. No content. So, so it, like it's no it's, after it's, show. There's no after shows. There's no streams about it. There's not even he went even, he went into their Instagrams, their TikToks, and all that, and where all these you know, people were saying, you know, that's their biggest fear that they're in. No content about it. One of them actually said, "I'm not actually watching it right now. I'm gonna wait till the show's done and then I'm gonna binge it." It's like, come on, man! Like Amazon's been busted so many times with the nonsense that they've been trying to pull, trying to pull any win for this show, and it's just. It's just so easily refuted. It's 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 like it's like catching a, a kid, you know, like lying. Like it's really not that hard. Like, <laughs> like it's really not that hard to catch a little kid lying, you know. What, did you wonder the, why I tried? So you did, know, did you eat, did you eat the chocolate brownie? Got it's all over your face. No, no, I didn't. Oh, okay, <laughs> I believe you. And you stuck to that shit. Oh yeah, no, to the to the death. There's, there's been, there's been so I, I busted my son so many times like evidence in hand. Nope. Nope. No, you didn't. I was like, just admit that you bust just admit that you've been busted. Come on, like just admit that you're lying. And Amazon won't Amazon won't do it. <laughs> Damn that son. Okay, so the um you wanted to see what Starro looks like. So Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The first piece of Starro came with uh, Superman of Earth 3, or we call Ultraman. I'm not going to show you the Ultraman piece first. I'm going to show you the second piece, um, which is Superwoman. And it's not Diana of the Mascara. It's Donna Troy. Uh, that's who Superwoman is. Um, look how big that fucking body is of, of, of Starro right there. That's what she does. Right. Now, the little one up by her shoulder, that's just a face hugger. 
The other I was, one, saying, I, I was, I was gonna ask if, if it came with the little babies. Yeah, but they don't hug the face; they hug the chest because that's just the way he made them. I don't know why, but but that right there, this is the main body. So then, when we look so at Ultraman, that's gonna be a pretty big figure then. And here's fucking that's the face. Yeah, yeah, the face eye. And there's his face hugger. So there's your Ultraman. And then here's the other couple of the legs that came with Owl Man. Tom, so I'm gonna uh, say, that's gonna be about a 12 inch figure, yeah. all said and done. Yeah, but that's a, yeah, it's gonna be a pretty good size. Yeah, so really, yeah. So I just need that uh, one left, you know. Yeah, I didn't one. say when it was coming out. Just said you could pre-order it on Target. So yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. I'll tell you that right now, damn it, because I've waited too long for this fucking Starro figure. <laughs> They did draw drag this line out because originally it's like here, here's three, three figures in this wave and blah blah, and then like three months went by and it's like oh by the way oh yeah here's the last part here you go yeah I was sitting here going did they forget <laughs> I did say I, I did think I was like is that the whole thing because you're missing you're still missing a big a piece there but if you yeah, just worked okay. me into buying three figures that I don't want <laughs> well that's that's how they get you right I was like I. I didn't. I don't have too much interest in the crime syndicate. I want Starro. Give me Starro. That's exactly it. I only bought them because I want Starro. The fact that they're this crime syndicate. That here's the thing. I'm okay with that because they're a cool <laughs> little villain group, and I need a cool right. little villain group. But if there were no Starro pieces in those boxes, I wouldn't buy it. Yeah, I wouldn't have bought those. Fuck no. No, that that's that's the oh yeah. We're hey Todd. This 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 one we're gonna pass on. Be like, hold on a second. Wait. Hold up. What about Star Owner? Like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> Nick, yeah, you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> Nick, we got to like take a two weeks or a month off of work and just sit down and just go, just like sit in the same room and read some new 52. Yeah. Because I love we've it. We've been planning to do that. Well, what I was going to say though is like, I don't really care about the alternate Earth type figures except for if they came out with a new 52. Uh, Earth Two line. Oh man, that was a good story. The green is not what you think it is. There's the gray. It's crazy. It's weird. Oh, I'll tell you what. Because uh, I just started. I just saw him come across because this guy did such a cool. Uh, they're in R from the comic book, and I sent it to you. Oh, I saw that. I figure. Find it. Yeah, the, he did a. Because he did the last panel from. Damn it! Come on. Did I send that from my personal account? But I'll find it. But the the guy did such a really good. Go. So uh, let me share it real Whoa. quick. So I'll give this guy some uh, credit on his Instagrams here. So he is uh, Zurin R nineteen oh six. Guys, actual name is Mateo Chuck, and uh, 
so if, if you're not following here let me show you exactly what it's from so this is the last panel from i think batman 125 and he recreated it uh with the Zern R uh, mcfarland figure he said he just did a little bit of touch up to the eye and all that but i was like that's freaking that's art right there that's fantastic i love the cloth goods cape yeah he, and that's a big thing the cloth cape it just completely completely cements that that look that he did so as I, I saw that and i said like, oh that's so good can you go back to his instagram real quick i'd like to see something uh yeah oops not what i'm trying to do one moment please all right so what is the okay the injustice superman i saw up there yeah okay. that's yeah that's the one i sent you he, yeah you sent me that it, one that's uh, fucking nuts too yeah he recreated this panel and oops and he i love how he did like the translucent So yeah, if you uh, I got that's great figure photography. So here's another Zeran uh, R. So oh. another one. I lost it. There we go. Wow. Hey, where'd you get that Bruce Wayne head? Uh, it's the gold. Uh, the gold label. Gold label Zeran R. Yep. That's right. Yeah, because I was looking at that because uh, that was the thing he said on. Here's another one. It's all bloody. Uh, because it's this is obviously the Zern R. McFarlane, and it's just a little bit different from the Jorge Imenez. Uh, well, sure. Brand new. Sure. So it, I, it's got the. And that's the thing. So as soon as he said that, I'm like, wait a second. I was like, I was trying to look, find action figures that had that belt. And, you know, I was like, can I make this figure from uh, from something that McFarlane's already got out? And I, was, I was trying to piece some, put some pieces together for it. So, Yeah, you'd be able to pull that off. You'd be able so. to pull that off. <laughs> I'm just like, you should do that. Please do yeah, that. <laughs> and then give it to me. Did you? Oh, speaking of that, I might just have to pay you to do something for me, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they released, a, they released a fucking five pack. Oh, I saw that. Do you know how bad oh, I want I, that Batman? All right, let's go back to it. Hold on, hold on. So I know exactly. Edit our friend Toy Shiz. That guy does. He's a. I try and keep up on some of the toy stuff, but he just does such a better job at it. Uh, no yawning. It's, it's I can't early. help it, buddy. Early, <laughs> dude. So, I'm like it's ten a.m. It's late. Yeah. So McFarlane just also released the uh, up on Amazon. This is the Bat Family Five Pack gift for one hundred dollars. I don't even know if it's still available, but really? only I do not. I don't care for this Nightwing. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like this Nightwing. Uh, it's nineties. I'd like to see it closer. Uh, I don't, I don't think he's got a he's got a closer Batman, which is basically oh. what I took the I took I basically made that Batman. I've got that. I don't know where I put him. Listen, dude, do you make one for I don't want to fuck it up. I don't want to screw around and try to test my talents. Gonna I'm gonna buy one of those. Will you make it up for me? Yes, Adam, I will. I've got one. 
that I'll give to you. And you can just give me another one. And I'll paint that and keep it for myself. Okay, Nick. No, I was, uh, hey, uh, one thing I noticed, and I didn't get them while I, well, I should have. They had the three Jokers Batman at GameStop that was already discounted and then discounted again. So I didn't have the money. I didn't want to go. I'd already spent a hundred dollars on Batman figures. I couldn't spend any more. Wait a minute. What? 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 Fucking Joker from GameStop? The the the, the three, one. The three, the three Jokers Batman that is super customizable. The one with the hat. No. From three jokers. Well, the one with three jokers has the trench coat, a hat, and camera. The, 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 no, the, the comedian. The Batman. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. That Batman. They had that Batman at 50%. Damn, Actually, yeah. it, it was like, no, it was already discounted and then discount 50% off discount. So it would have been like nine bucks. Yeah. Well, I will, uh, if you're going back that way, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, oh. Tomorrow's payday, and if it's there, I'm getting it. Also with uh, April O'Neil as Frankenstein's bride. But that's one of those. That's the stupid money on Friday. That's why I let it wait. <laughs> I was okay. like, if it's still there on payday, okay, it was meant to be. But if it's gone, it was not meant to be. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm done talking about NECA and and and, and that mo- the Ninja Turtles and April O'Neil. Let's talk about your Ninja Turtles. Not- <laughs> I walked past them today at Walmart again. I'm like, mother. Right. Um. All right. There was a little bit of uh, Blue Beetle news because I knew. All right. Hold on. There. All right. Here's some other news. I I saw this and I'm like, please don't let this happen. Uh, this is not Blue Beetle related. It's just. CBR putting out stuff. So, rumor has it Harrison Ford is Marvel's top choice for Thunderbolt new General Ross. Please don't let this happen. Please don't. I need to hold down. There we go. Where are we, Chewy? I think we're all. Go go believe yourself. uh, The Hulk belongs in a museum. All right, what was I looking for here? Uh, da, 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 da. Kitty? I, I got the, my wife's not home, so he's like, I need attention. I was like, I ain't the one. I'm not the one. I'm not the one. I don't do that. I ain't the one. Hold on, I gotta go to. Da, 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 da. So. Founding it in the comics, Blue Beetle director says, film has the blessing of Warner Brothers' discovery despite Batgirl cancellation. So he, like everybody else, thought uh, as soon as Batgirl got the axe, he's like, yeah, probably Blue Beetle's getting it. But that's not the case. Uh, it is full steam head, full steam head ago. I, I can't say things today. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's got the green light. Good to go. And this is the actor, Adam, that here on the left, that's to be playing the blue. Oh, that's Jaime. Yes, I'm all in. Yeah, I, I say it's a great choice. Uh, I don't know if it's going to show the Blue Beetle action or comic book. I don't know if they showed. Uh, it doesn't look like they had the pictures from. I still want to see that fucking movie though. 
Okay. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be like probably sit down and drink a few or smoke a few just to get through it. But yeah. What blue beetle? No. Batgirl. Uh, Batgirl. You know, ever since I pulled this uh, Namor figure out, showed it, and set it to the side and look at it every uh, for some reason I'm sitting here going, "How bizarre! How bizarre!" Fellas in the front, sweet Zena's in the, or whatever, <laughs> cruising down the freeway in the hot, hot sun. All right. Like, uh, sorry, go ahead. bizarre. Sorry. All right, Adam. Uh, let's get to it. Rob Zombie's The Monsters. What'd you think? A pleasant surprise. <laughs> okay, so first of okay, all, I didn't I see think, the trailer. Yeah, so let, let's be honest. So, all the reactions so far have barely been negative. And even Adam, you were saying, like, one of the guys that you go to is like, that you normally agree with. You're like, yeah, he said it shit. So you're like, uh. So Jer Jeremy Johns has a rating system. And the best movie is awesome. Tacular. Second best is worth buying on Blu ray. Third best is a good time, no alcohol required. Fourth is. Probably be a good time if you're drunk. And then the worst is dog shit. And it got a dog shit rating. And um, he walked in with the same kind of mentality that I was about to walk into it with. Mind you, I had not seen the trailer. And I was like, ooh, me and this guy, we see eye to eye quite often. And even when we don't, it makes sense. And I looked at the trailer, I was like, Hmm, I'm pot committed, man. I already said I'd do a video on this, and I'm changing my mind left and right. So I got into it, and I started watching it. My sister and I are texting back and forth. Um, uh, she said, did you watch it? And I said, I just pressed play. She says, we're watching it now, too. I says, I don't think, I think, I heard it might not be very good, sis. She replies with, I'm getting that vibe. <laughs> that was her reply. <laughs> it's me. Oh no. Yeah. So as I watched it, one, it looked like they just took their budget and went to like Spirit Halloween, just like Jeremy John said. I'm quoting him. But it looks like they went to Spirit Halloween and was like, it's all ours. Let's fucking go crazy. So in that respect, oh my God, it looks beautiful. Like it doesn't look real like a Freddy scene. Okay. They're not, well, I, they're I know, not I, trying to do that. I know they, uh, basically built the house in Hungary and shot it all in Hungary. Yeah, so it looked like a very the coolest house on the trick-or-treating block. It looked like the rich guys, the rich people decked out their home. That's what it looked like. Big and candy bars Rob, are here. And then Rob Zombie was doing these crazy like reaction shots of people going, whoa! But instead of in the background, like you don't see their background. You see swirling stuff like you would in an anime or old 1970s stuff very shaky but then it was what what hit me was all of that was cool i automatically respect any filmmaker who chooses to do that kind of stuff on a budget i mean let's face it it costs millions and millions and millions of dollars to make these movies that takes balls it tells me he was out there having fun then like herman munster comes along okay and uh herman munster all of a sudden has a rock band 
and Herman Munster is a stand-up comedian, and you think it's attributed to the brain they put in the monster's head, but yeah, it is. And then I started thinking about episodes I saw where like Herman Munster's talking to his son Eddie. Oh yeah, in my day I was you know number one in this or whatever in this, and that, I was like, holy shit, that's what he's showing right now. He's showing all the cool shit that he used to do. That's what Rob Zombie was doing, was showing the cool life that Herman led before he got married, right? Get this. Lily goes out on a date with Count Orlock, you know, from um, Nosferatu, the German version of Dracula. I'll be right back. Keep going. I can't keep going. I'm trying to talk to you. Now you're making me talk to the audience. All right. Long story short, now that Nick's leaving. Uh, Sherry Moon does a shtick the whole time. She's doing a uh, impersonation of Lily Munster, an over-the-top uh, impersonation of Lily Munster. I don't know if she she wouldn't she shouldn't have done that if it was going to be a like serious serious type movie. But since this was just something that a passion project they wanted to make, it was cool that she stuck with it. In my opinion, um, but this is this is not for everybody. This is. Literally, like, I can't believe how much. First of all, let's think about, before I say this, Rob Zombie, in one of his biggest songs is Dragula, which is the name of the Munster Mobile, okay? That's like me coming out with a, a rock song going, burn in the back of my Batmobile. That's like me singing that. That's exactly what the fuck that is. I can't believe how much Rob Zombie knows about the Munsters. Like down to the, almost down to the damn soap Herman washes with. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so I was very, very, very entertained. I fell asleep before it ended, but that was just because I was tired. It had nothing to do with the movie. I was into it. It's bizarre. It is so fucking bizarre. Like, you can't believe. It's almost like sitting down to, like, watching the Star Wars Christmas special. Going, this exists. Like, I'll never forget the look on my buddy Tony C's face. And I was like, let's let's watch it. You gotta see this. And he's watching. I go, what do you think, Tony? He goes, I I, I just can't believe that this exists. <laughs> and he's just this fucking puzzled look on his face. That's how I feel about this. That's how I feel about it. I love it. It's gonna be in the background of my life for a long time. Like if I need something on in the background while I'm cleaning or I'm just goofing around with action figures and trying to it's going on, I'll probably know how to quote this movie left and right eventually. Well, that's the, the biggest thing I heard so far is that, uh, besides from you, one of the over on Film Threat, uh, they were reviewing it based in the one guy, I forget his name right now, uh, not Chris Gore. Um, basically, like, hey, you got to get through this first half of the movie because that gets a little rough. And it seems, he called it, it seems a little very improv ish. And then the second half is, is really where it kind of finds its groove and it gets better. I know more about the first half than I do the second. The first half is kind of what made me feel, fall in love with it. But seeing them react and interact in the, uh, like when they're out in Paris and everybody freaks out and runs away from them, spoilers, like they're in the real world. To me, it feels like they left Sesame Street and, you know, showed up on, you know, Crash It <laughs> or whatever, Paris Boulevard. And I liked that about it. I really did. I liked that about it. And are they trying to say that they left the afterlife? Ooh, double meaning. Ooh. They're not. 
It's the monsters. That's all he's saying. It's just the monsters. I say, I say, you could go pretty deep on it if you wanted to, with the whole like, hey, they're obviously different from you, but they're just normal people at the end of the day. I mean, you could take that as you know. We were talking about allegory earlier. You know, you could sit there, you know, and twist the knobs on that if you wanted to. Sure. Uh, sure. But it, it's one of those. I mean, and, and it's so funny, especially nowadays. People are like, oh, you know, talking about uh, just, just like, oh, you know, there's never been such and such on the screen before. This type of people have never been on screen before. Be like, we had a freaking Frankenstein's monster. On the screen, <laughs> and you're sitting here complaining, uh, complaining about you know different races. I was like, we had monsters, being literal monsters being introduced as just regular people into the world. I was like, I say, if you don't see what they're trying to do there, they're trying to say just let people be people because at the end of the day, everybody just kind of wants to be themselves, and if you let them be themselves, they're probably just going to leave you alone. Two years ago, when the country was going through some troubles and there were some riots and things going on. We call that was, summer of love. Sure. Uh, yeah, Altamont, right? Um, but there was a Munsters thread that kind of went a little viral on Facebook and uh, it was Herman Munster. This was a real you know, excerpt from the show talking to his son. Says, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown, green, or whatever. Yeah, all matters if you're tall, short, all that matters is your blah, 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 and the character of your heart. Yeah. And he's, tell, he's telling that to his son. And that was the message. It doesn't matter. It starts out, it doesn't matter if you're white, black, blah, and then he goes into green, yellow, purple, and all that. But the first few things he said were the human colors yeah. in the 1950s. Yeah. That's why I, I think it's so ridiculous, especially with Star Wars, where people are like, oh, blah, 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 blah. I was like, the most argued scene in all of Star Wars happens between a white guy and a green guy. Between yeah, that, Han and Greedo. That's the bit that's the biggest argument that there is in Star Wars. And people are like, no oh, there's not enough of this. I was like, they're not even supposed to be human. Like, I don't know what we're doing. Here's the argument, okay? These are Sharpie markers. Right here. Now I'm gonna go into Whatever, wherever it's at, I'm going to find the original Mona Lisa. And I'm just going to just kind of put, put, a, just put, a, I'm going to put a tiny little slash across the top and say, that's how it was meant to be. And that is how you get Greedo firing first. Can we so end I this fucking stupid show now? I don't want to talk. You brought that up. Bad memories. Bad. <laughs> Still, Adam, would you give this a recommend, or is it a, uh, a cautiously, cautiously at your own peril? Watch this. Cautiously at your own peril. Watch this. If you are a lover of independent filmmaking, I highly recommend this. Cautiously. <laughs> no, no, I, I wouldn't expect to like it for the for the plot. Or for like anything, it's funny. Don't get me wrong, and then and then the acting is on purpose, but the choices that are made are things that you can't do. They won't let you do it in cinema. It's against the rules. Rob Zombie got to break rules, and I'm very proud of him for that. Yeah, he broke the right ones. He didn't make Michael. 
when he made Michael Myers hallucinate and see ghosts, that was almost unforgivable. He didn't do that with the monsters. Well, and I think it's one of those things where this is, and I think we can say this is almost a hundred percent just Rob Zombie's vision. Yeah, imagine it being, imagine it being you though playing with Star Wars. What you would do, right? And and, that's what, and, and at his age, at his age, with fuck you money, right? Well, that's the thing. I was like, sometimes, and this might be one of those trepidation things where I was like. Careful what you wish for, Rob Zombie, because this is exactly what you wanted. This is exactly how you wanted this to be, and now you know it's going to be up to uh, you know up to the public to uh, to pick it apart, you know, enjoy it or or not like it. And it, it's kind of one of those things where like you know how there there's all these different movies that come out, like Blade Runner's got sixteen different versions with the director's cut, and you sit there and watch it and be like. Now I know why they cut out that part. <laughs> you know? right. now, now I now I know why they left out this part and this part and that part. So, you know, sometimes there's there's reasons why there's editors, why there's people are saying, you know, or what I like to just call, you know, good friends in life. Be like, you need people who go, are you sure that's what you want to do right now? Are you <laughs> sure? Are you sure? So, you're right. You are. You're totally right. So, but Adam, you're giving it a recommend. It's going on the list. You actually texted this is one of your favorite movies so far of 2020. Well, so far, uh, well, what else came out in 2022? Not um, a lot of good stuff. I like Not it better than wise. Doctor Strange because at least it's authentic. Right. I mean, you can say the movie's a piece of shit all you want, but it's an authentic piece of shit. Doctor Strange is just uh, just corporate branding. Yeah. Um and it's not the follow-up to WandaVision because I'm going to tell you right now, like I thought about that seriously the other day. Like she was like redeemed at the end of WandaVision. There's no way this person would be like, unless you, no. Anyway. I just, I just, I, yeah, well, that, that's a different story. I'm getting later off on, in the year. I, yeah, later in the year. So no, uh, it's not Dr. Strange. What else do we got? Uh, I can't think of anything. I'm oh, going to uh, see Black Adam uh, and Halloween, but... Uh, probably the best one of the year for me is probably Top Gun. Okay, I haven't seen Top Gun, but fair enough right there. I'll, I'll say Top Gun is going to be in my top five, and and I will see it before the year's out. Uh, and I mean, definitely not Love and Thunder. No. God, no. That doesn't Terrible. even make to top... I mean, no. It's been such a bad freaking year. <laughs> it has. It really, really has. Um, yeah, one of the things I do want to talk about on these days is uh, Don't Worry Darling, because I, I don't want to see it, but I think it's just one of those. It's such a, once again, getting into marketing. I think all the marketing for that was complete bullshit. I think all the drama for that was strictly made up strictly for i do too because no movie. one is talking about it from 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 but Florence pew's camp or olivia wilde's camp if if they had not made any fuss at all this movie completely would have gone a hundred percent not even not under the radar not even not right. even on the screen sure um trying to find i want to see you know you know what that's what i was going to say on this show i'm I don't know, man. I mean, I really want to get back to seeing like real movies now. You know, it's yeah. There, there's got to be 
there's got to be some some type of I don't know. Uh, I don't okay, know I'll if you, you want to call it a revolution or some type of something. You know, whatever it is, it, Hollywood, it, it's not working. <laughs> yeah. Um, remember when I remember? No, uh, but remember, uh, remember the Titans. Remember uh, shit like that. Good movies. Forrest Gump. Um, I just want to go to the movies and see a movie, dude. It doesn't have to be an action movie. It doesn't have to be. But there's nothing being made, really, it seems like. And I don't think they know what to do with the movies these days. I really don't. I think that they're still oh. confused with streaming. I don't think they know how to do it. And I think Tom Cruise is really our only saving grace in that respect because he really is trying to tell people – what I get from Tom Cruise and with 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 what he did with Maverick, and this isn't this is regurgitated information, but I agree with it. It seems like he's saying, "Yeah, someday maybe the movies will be gone," but they're not right now. They're well, still and, here, and a theatrical experience is still important. It is, but also I I, I saw a really interesting for uh, interesting uh, video about what Matt Damon was saying. It's like. It's so hard. Like, there's so many films that you'll never hear about because he's like, back in the day, like, you used to be able to make a movie. And yeah, it may have not been a huge uh, box office draw, but you knew you were going to make your money on the back end as far as DVD sales. DVD sales are gone. And I think there's going to be a big reckoning when it comes to the streaming services where you're not, these movies are not going to be coming out to the streaming services. And if they are, it's going to be like six months down the line. They're going to force you to either buy it in some type of either uh, software form or hard media form. Like there has to, that, that's where the pushback has to be is, and I'm perfectly okay with if the, you know, as long as they don't charge, that's a part of the issue too, is because some of the outrageous prices that they charge for Blu rays and Blu ray players. Um, yeah. But I think there's going to be a hard push to go back to some type of hard media, in which there should be because, you know, one of the biggest things is, yeah, you can buy it and it's in the cloud, but also if it's in the cloud, people can go back and change it if something's quote unquote problematic lately. Sure. So, sure. Yeah, that's so true. That being said, I think that's a good place to stop. So, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Jerry, thanks for yeah. uh, hanging around. I know we had other people. Uh, thanks for watching. If you have not subscribed to the channel, please subscribe to the channel. It helps a ton. Uh, if you want to see what we're going to be talking about on the show coming up or just what I think is funny sometimes or interesting, go check out uh, our Instagram or Facebook, The Escape with Nick and Adam. And if you like the show and you want to take us with you and you don't want to see our ugly faces, then uh, download us over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, or uh, Google Podcasts. So, other than that, Adam, any last words? Love your planet, you stand. Night, America. <laughs>